This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $528 a month for 36 months with $49.99 due at signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Time for a better day at Liverpool. It's the day, Trippers. By the end, he had divided opinion dramatically with the majority wanting him gone. And as of yesterday evening, Brendan Rodgers ceased to be Liverpool manager. And the fans who hashtagged and ranted about the Antrimon have polished up their Klopp avatars in anticipation of the expected appointment of the bearded German mentalist. So how are you feeling, listener? Here in the bunker, we don't know what's going on, Ted. I'm Trev Downey, and joining me tonight for this first ever non-Breno Day Trippers podcast are Paul Brennan, Dave Thomas, Jay Holm, and an oddly content-looking Phil Casey. Who knows? And go. I <laughs> <laughs> know oh, you're ready. Fucking <laughs> hell. Right, let's get some reaction to the sacking of Brendan Rodgers. Um, just an initial feedback from everybody. Dave, how are you feeling? Yeah, a little surprised that it happened so quickly after the game, but probably not surprised that it came. Um, I think it's, at this stage, you know, when you when you get rid of a manager's, it's like a transaction. So we've done the first part, which is get rid of him. Now it's about who you bring in. Uh, the rumour seems to be that it'll be one of Ancelotti or Klopp. And I think if you get either of those, then you have to say that it's the right decision. And mm. I say that as a guy who liked Brendan Rodgers. And uh, for all the people that are going to slag me on Twitter, when I say like him, I mean he was the manager of the football club that I support. <laughs> <laughs> not that I want to have Brendan his babies. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not a Brendan Rodgers nonce. Um, but, so I liked him, but... Uh, you know, replacing him for uh, with Klopp, to be honest, at any stage during his tenure, probably is the right thing to do. You know, so I'm a little bit you're, excited. You're, you're, well. you're making a presumption there that's uh, probably very understandable given what we've heard yeah, so far. Yeah, I mean, it may not be Klopp. It's not Klopp, but if it's, I, there's three names that I think are the three names that have been touted are all legitimate upgrades on Rogers. Oh, Rogers so, um, if it goes beyond that, then I think we start to start to worry a little bit. Yeah, Jay, initial response to Brendan going. Sad, yeah, a little bit sad. Um, I've been vocal enough, you know. I, was, I believed in Brandon Rogers, uh, I believed in what he sort of stood for, I believed in how he wanted us to try and play the game. Um, and I think he gave his all to try and help us achieve that. Mm. Um, and we came very, very close, um, to nearly doing the impossible, which is winning the league. Which in this day and age, I don't think we've got any right to do given the sort of circumstances around the club and um, how the you know the traditional top four, if you like, look at the minute. I think he, you know, um, he give his all and he just come up a little bit short. Mm. It wasn't for the one to try and, um, but ultimately, you know, he, he made us all dream and for that, like, I, I can't really, for, you know, for, forget it, you know. And were you, uh, had you reached the point where you thought, well, actually, it's probably the right time? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, I think he kind of lost me after the Man United game. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think from a board perspective, you know, there's, there's a lot of arguments that he could have gone in the summer. Um, 
I wasn't going to argue with people that thought that. I thought some of them were justified. Um, but the board stuck by him, and I think they wanted to see an improvement in performance level. Not necessarily results, I don't think, because if you can see that the performances are there, usually the results will come. Cool, yeah. But I think, um, you know, the performances weren't there. The the problems that were there at the back end of last season hadn't really been rectified. Mm. Um, and the persistence with the sort of one up top, he kind of dug his own grave a little bit. And then with some pretty silly comments over the last few weeks, um, he kind of sold himself down the river a little bit and it was very difficult to cut, sort of come back, you know. Yeah, Paul, are you kind of in the same boat that things had gone a little bit far in terms of whether you liked him or not? Um, he probably had started to push it around too many edges at that point. Yeah, I think I think the time had come really. Um, I think it was a gamble sort of giving him like another season, like going into another season after spending, letting him spend money and all after the way last season went. Mm. And when it, when it continued into season this season, that's when the writing was on the, the wall really. There were, like there was no comeback from that. Um, every, everything's just so rudderless and listless at the moment. It, it, like it was quite obvious we weren't really going anywhere. So like I liked Rogers. I like um, I'm talking as if he's dead or something. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I like him. him. I, I know there's like this huge fucking hatred of him like floating around at the moment. But I, I like him, and I like I'm I'm fairly sad that it like it did turn out like this because I think most fans will say that over the past decade, you know, week on week, that kind of five month period in the 13-14 season was just unbelievable to be a part of it was, it's like it's like what I imagine it was like in you know in the 80s and all yeah. supporting Liverpool so like I'll, like, I'll never forget that and like I, I, I don't see why he's so hated or anything like that mm. and uh, like it was time for him to go obviously but yeah I'm, pre- I'm pretty sad about it overall Phil um, you've always been fairly clear on how you felt about it and um, now the time has come that the, you know what you'd been hoping for has happened are you mm thrilled or do you have any kind of uh, fondness when you think back on the Brendan time no look losers are losers you know what I mean at the end of the day I'm just <laughs> glad to see him <laughs> gone <laughs> oh, I was waiting for that <laughs> excellent quite simple nah look listen he gave us arguably the the most enjoyable season that I can remember since under Roy Evans you know what I mean in mm. terms of the style of football we play getting so close and unfortunately like Roy he, he just he just came sh- a bit short at the end um, and really it's the it's those last few games which sows his downfall because he he never was able to figure out how to unlock those defences that came and just camped up at Anfield he was never able to work out how to not be so soft at the back um, and he had a severe problem when he didn't have either of his world class centre forwards, and that's that's not saying you know that 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 Suarez was was the sole reason behind it. You know the the loss of storage was as big from last year, but he was so stubborn in his ways um, around that season, from the four seasons there to the the the, the, the two seasons after thirteen and fourteen. That ultimately, that's what's caused his downfall. He kept reverting to a system. We, we all know that he had a preferred system in his head, which was the four-two-three-one. You know, it didn't fit the players that were brought in. He's he definitely had a large element of control over the transfers that were made in the summer because every single player that we signed, every, nearly everyone to a man said that's a Brendan sign and that's a Brendan sign. And there was very few. Maybe for me, you know, is the only one that you're thinking is is not one of you know would not be the type of player he'd want to sign. Well, not, not, not sorry, not the type of player he'd want to sign, but be his target as such. And they gave him full support in the summer. They they wanted to see, in my honest opinion, they wanted to see that he was able to deliver with the players he wanted. Most of the players that played at the weekend were his players that were signed under him with the exception of Lukes and Skirtle, I think. So there's there's no excuses and there's no rocks to hide behind. He wasn't able to change things from the two thirds of last season, which was really poor, with all his own players. And we were starting to hear the rebuilding and that he wasn't getting the tools and all that type of stuff. And when a manager has gone there, he's trying to set the narrative because he knows his time is up at the club. Mm-hmm. And, he, you know, so, he's, so yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he is, he is. And he's trying to retain, want to, wants to retain his own reputation because he's thinking of what his next job is. So look, I personally, I'm, 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 I'm always thankful for that, that 13, 14 season. There isn't a Liverpool fan who isn't. There was a, a, an absolute brilliant six months from December onwards that, that, that year. Um, it's just unfortunate that maybe no, not maybe they should have made this decision before this summer well that, bring, that brings me to the next p- thing which is why now I mean what's your theory on that Phil before I go around to the lads again my, my genuine theory is that they would have done it in the summer had, had Jurgen Klopp given an indication that he was prepared to come straight into a job right Okay. and I think Klopp decided to take a break um, 
And I think also what's happened since then is that he suddenly decided, right, that's my breakdown. I actually miss football and I want to get back into it because he's a I pure footballer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a pure footballer, man. You know what I mean? Um, and that's brought immense pressure on, on, on Rodgers. Um, and, you know, the narrative has been set almost since August when, when once those first three games and the, we weren't playing well um, went and the results turned, the pressure has been relentless and building up. And when you have 90% of the fan base wanting a change, I don't, I'm, I'm not buying this that the fans hate him and they hated him more than Hodgson and it was, it was all terrible. We were all frustrated that we looked like we were going to be in the same situation as last season. We were all frustrated that we weren't seeing any type of improvement regardless of what teams he put out and regardless what formation and it was still the same issues and they hadn't been addressed. Mm. And ultimately, you know, the, fan, the, the fans he'd lost the fans when 35,000 are turned up for your, your open match you know when, when, when this type of things happened the Aston Villa game the Premier League game was more significant because there wasn't a full house there that day so you know that is the moment that FSG park in and I, I said to you last year you asked me so what will happen for them to, to go and I said as soon as attendance as soon as they stop selling out Anfield mm. FSG will act now I personally did not see this coming mm. I would have I would have put an awful lot of money on him being there till next summer unless it went absolutely disastrous and we were in a relegation fight or something like so that. So you're seeing as a combination between numbers dropping off and the availability of their prime yeah. candidate. Yeah. Dave, would you be inclined to agree with that? Is that why now as opposed to like, it, it, it does seem almost unnecessarily cruel to have given him seven matches or whatever it was. I think they probably, I, I think there's some truth in what Phil say and I think that they probably looked at it in the summer and said, okay, if we sag him, who can we get? And I think probably they probably could have got Frank the Bull in the summer, mm. but they probably said, "Well, let's wait." You know, it actually makes more sense. Frank the Bull, I think, is an upgrade on Rogers, but he's not so much of an upgrade on Rogers that you wouldn't say, "Okay, let's give him the start of the season." But I think they probably went into the season going, "Okay, he's got to come out of the traps flying," mm. you know, and can he recover a little bit of his confidence? And the truth is, he didn't have it from game two really mm. or game three whatever it is um, and now I think in parallel with that so I think it, it, you know people are trying to say well they never really backed him in the summer but actually I think it, the two things are not mutually exclusive I think they did back him in the summer but in the back of the head they had this concurrent process which is well if Klopp or Ancelotti says we're willing to do it mm. then that changes the dynamic and I think unfortunately for right. Rogers, I think if Klopp said no I'm taking the full year and Ancelotti who I think is still probably going to take a little longer I don't think he gets sacked after the Everton game mm. I think they they wait a little longer until that's a little bit further down the line so um, but you know irrespective of whether Klopp's available if Brendan Rodgers wins the first seven games he doesn't get sacked Yeah, that's the reality yeah. so it's results that have done it for him not so much re- results and performances the fact that we don't look like a top four team and I think they're <coughs> assessing it going but we've got a top four quality squad therefore it's not recruitment that's the problem. Mm. It's the getting the best out of the players that we have. And we all, at the beginning of the season, you know, Phil, uh, when you were dead, Phil asked us all the question, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> given that he's got the players he wants, is top four the minimal acceptable thing or, you know, a big stab at it. And I'm sure the managers, have had, uh, the owners have had the same thing, going, well, we've given him everything he wants. Yeah. If it starts to fall away, then we know where the problem is. So, a lot of the articles about the transfer committee needed to be disbanded, it's all bollocks. Like, because this summer, the transfer committee delivered exactly the players the manager wanted. <coughs> exactly the players the manager wanted. And that's why he's fallen. Yeah. That's what, but it, like, if you look at like, obviously, result, like in terms of points, we're not that far off top mm. four. So it's not strictly just like, you're not in the top four, so you're fired now. What's mm. happened is that they've looked at it and said, kind of, the, the malaise that we were in last season has run into this season. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how close you are to the top four, we can see it's not going to get better and that's not acceptable. Yeah. So with that being the case, that's why I'm confused that they would kind of start the season. If he was that, yeah. clo- if he was that close to the sack, why would they start the season with him? And I know people are saying Klopp took the break or whatever, but like if I'm remembering correctly, like I think it was even before the first game, Klopp started firing off the first kind of signals and his agent was like, you know, flashing his gay at us. Yes, <laughs> Jürgen would love the Liverpool job. I mean, Liverpool, any job in any, England. Any job in England. <laughs> but a team who wears red isn't in the Champions League. So like, it was pretty soon after yeah, that. So, yeah, yeah. so I don't buy this that like, you know, if they went to Klopp in the summer, like, you know, in the summer, listen, Rogers is going. Are you in? Like, gun to the head. Are you in? Are you with us? Or are you not? 
that if he was that interested in a club would have gone, oh, no, no, I want another three weeks or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, that's, that's why I don't fully buy that. So I think, I think it's a good decision to get rid of Rodgers now. It's a strong one while the season is still alive. Mm. But I think it was a weak decision to give him the start of the summer, you know, and kind of see, well, where is it going? But if he, if he, I agree in hindsight, but if they couldn't get a legitimate upgrade or if getting a legitimate upgrade would have cost them a lot of money. So even to get the bore out of... Um, Ajax is going to cost you know will cost mm-hmm. the money if that's who it's going to be, and it's seven million to get rid of Rogers. I can totally see why, as the type of people we know they are, you know, businessman. They look at numbers, they look at stats, and they go, "Well, actually, the less risky option is to see can he turn it around until a legitimate upgrade." I think they genuinely wanted him to turn it around. Mm-hmm. I think like life is much easier for them if he wins the first seven games. I mean, it's much mm-hmm. easier for FSG if he's turned it around. So I. I I know what you mean, and I and I think a lot of people felt, and we all did actually. I think when we when we met, apart from Steve, or thought that he should have probably gone at the end of last season, just because it looked like he'd run out of steam. And I think to your point, you know, it just doesn't look like the steam's come come back. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Jay, would you would you tend to agree with that in terms of? Um that was probably what was it in in mind. It was kind of like look one last punt at it, and even the way his wings were kind of clipped with his staff and having you know new people imposing on one year contracts. It's a very temporary feel about it, wasn't it? Going into this year, it was. I think I think FSG wanted to give him every opportunity to prove that they were right to hire him in the first place. Mm. Um, and I think the sort of thing that sort of sold it for me was he kind of abandoned all the beliefs. All the beliefs that sort of made him Brendan Rodgers, which is a style of play, uh, you know, using the ball, attacking, high pressing, um, everything that made us the Liverpool of 13, 14, Mm. he abandoned and lost. And I think when you start to try and think about keeping yourself in the job and us just not getting beat rather than playing progressive football, I think that's when the alarm bells rang for me. Um, I I think he should have been given a few games. Um, You know, he was given the back and he brought in his own type of players. It literally was everything was on his terms. Um, I think now, when you look at it, um, he hasn't really got many gripes. He can't turn around and say, I wasn't given the backing of the board. He can't say that I wasn't given the opportunity when really the daggers have been out for a while. And ultimately, I think it boils down to, I think we've got, is it five wins out of the last 16 or something? Mm -hmm. Across the the start of this season, the back end of last, it's just not good enough for Liverpool Football Club. Um, And when an unbelievable... uh, Opportunity presents itself like Jurgen Klopp. Sometimes something's too good to, to pass up, you know. Uh, yeah, and, and with that in mind, then how how look at those contrasting stories, Jay, about uh, whether or not he knew in advance that it was all over. And to listen to what you guys are saying so far and the theories that you've had, there was a genuine effort there to give him a little while. So this theory that he knew in advance possibly is a bit ropey. Um, how did you feel about the manner of his dismissal and the way it seemed to go on? I mean, if he's either a wonderful actor yeah. or or he, you know, he genuinely hadn't a clue in, in the pre-match and in the post-match, I, I thought it was particularly cruel to it's, send him out for yeah, that. Yeah, I think, I mean, if if we're all aware, like we do know that he runs the deluded Brendan Rogers Twitter account, so we know he <laughs> yeah, knows yeah, what yeah, people yeah. are saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, now, I think, you know, all jokes aside, I think he must have known. Um, I think he said the right things and to be honest, you know, I think the comments that he's come out with today, he's just handled himself with dignity. Yeah. He's, he's gone in the right way. Um, you know, what what is he meant to say in these press conferences? If he knows that he's going to go and his hands are tied, what, is he going to come out and bitch and moan and then just yeah. give more people reasons to throw stuff at him? I think he's handled it with dignity. Couple maybe a questionable um, comments after the Villa game. I think he's probably learned from that. He's kept his head down. He said the right things, and it looks very very amicable. And um, there's no good way to sack somebody at the yeah. end of the day. Um, I think we've handled it swiftly. Um, I think the comments from the club have been fair. Um, it's very respectful. And it's time now to give it a shake up and give the fans a bit of a boost and try and unite a fan base and move forward with, you know, with a bit of positivity. Paul, how do you think FSG are coming out of this? Would you agree with, 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 with um, previous opinions that it's basically you know, it's a business decision, it's a, it's a cold calculated one, let's get on with it? You know, or do you think it reflects badly on them in any way? No, well, it has to be done at some stage, yeah. obviously. So um, I think it shows a bit of decisiveness that it was like straight after the match. Okay, mm. here we go. Like we'll get rid of rid of Rogers and we'll go after the new manager straight away. It looks a bit harsh on Rogers the way it's kind of straight. He's out with the media saying, you know, kind of he wants to be here for a good while. That's, and yeah, that's what an hour about. later he's chopped. But like, there's no point in giving like you know wasting two days just for the sake of like you know his feelings after that or whatever. 
Um, I'm not sure about you know Ian Air fucking rocking up to his house. I'd say he probably could have done without that. Like he, he already, yeah, he already had the phone call. Like looking out the window and seeing Ian Air rock up is probably the most traumatic thing about it. I'd say for for Brendan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, all this uh, we talked about it before the pod. How much sympathy can you have <clears throat> for someone who? When I mean he's not on a zero hour contract being told to fuck off and not come back to work. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. like he's he's getting a check for seven million pound. There is literally nothing you could, wouldn't do for me for seven million pound. Like but, you could you could fire me in any way. You could throw shit that I couldn't <laughs> give a shit. Like and this argument that the fact that he got told via that, a phone that, call rather than face to face somehow makes an absolute like it makes no difference. He's still being sacked. Uh, so whether you're face to face or not makes no difference. I feel that could have gotten very dark there. I was about to go dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I pulled it back. I tried, I did a cleaner version of it on the pot. But like you know, he's not. He's a multi-millionaire. Yeah. And, okay, this is probably being too harsh, but he's a multi-millionaire for failing. Yeah. It's the only job in the world where you can become a multi-millionaire for failing. Andre Villas-Boas, when he was at Chelsea, got £14 million for six months' work. Mm. He then went to Tottenham and did 18 months' work and got another £10 million. So he made £28 million for working for... Two years. I mean, the shelf life from, for managers at clubs is non-existent, and yeah. it's it's part of the thing they think about when they're negotiating right. their wages. Is so they get rewarded when, when, when you bin me off. I want to be fucking paid <laughs> exactly. properly. That like exactly. it's it's part of the, it's part the second theory. longest serving manager in the Premier League, one a uh, fifth or sixth in the entire football league. Yeah, Rogers was. Yeah, which which gives you a kind of like we're all creaming ourselves over the idea of Klopp or Ancelotti like coming in, but. Statistically speaking, we are in this room in two years go, going through this whole fucking conversation again. <laughs> I, know, yeah. I mean, the, the plan is the club comes in and he does a Ferguson and stays for 28 fucking years and wins wins 15 leagues or whatever, but that's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> in a few years, we're going to be in there. It's with less than two years before we're doing a pod and comparing Klopp and Hodgson. Just waiting to the second match. <laughs> Fuck's sake. 43 does he not see what happened with Rogers before today? The minute he starts, Lucas, we're all oh. fucking meltdown. Yeah, Phil's gonna say, you see, Klopp, he doesn't bend his knees when he walks. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him running. He can't even run. How can he see what's going on? He hasn't got his glasses on. Yeah, yeah. But no, it, it's look. Well, Rogers at the moment, it's like when you break up with a board, right? Because basically, all you're seeing is fucking. You remember all the good times, right? right? But the the immediacy of what's gone on has driven you to this decision, right? You know what I mean? Like that's 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 really what it is. It's a it's a breakup, and unlike most it's of these managers, I know that's really. I'm happy with that. It's, almost, it's yeah. almost autobiographical, but the, you know, <laughs> there's, 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 but there is that sense of like there is you know there's a real sort of sense of memory to the 13 14 season. When you think back to Brendan Rodgers, the only real sense of a managerial reign is always about two or three seasons into the next manager. So has it gone really well that you've forgotten the previous manager or are you now pointing for what you had in that 13-14 season again and like all you want to do is go back to when we were brilliant. Well, if you think of all the collection of managers that came since Benitez, even Benitez's last season, nearly everyone said, right, his time is up with the club, right? Yeah. But in the history that's been written since, every one of us up until 13-14 talked about the 08-09 season, right? Talked about Istanbul. Like when we talk about Istanbul, we completely forget about how shit the fucking se- the actual the league, league season, season was. was right? It was appalling, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, you forget that like we won no trophies from 06 with Rafa. You know what I mean? We won, we won the, the Champions League and we won the FA Cup. We had a, le- a stint at the league title. Mm. We had a Champions League final, but we didn't win a trophy from 06. And fans hated each other in the same way that yeah. they seem to again. Yeah, it's always, but, it's, it's so, but it is so similar to real life because, you know, that's football bring out the same emotions to, any, to, to other parts of your life like, there, it, it's, a, it's a pure love and hate when, when something is going really well with, with, with football you absolutely love it you love talking about it you love you, all you want to do is consume as much football as possible right mm. when it's gone to shit mm. all you want to do is listen to Leonard Cohen records <laughs> and drink gin unless you're the man 
<laughs> Unless you're the manager. So no, if, take, if you're the manager, you're drinking lots of gin. No, no, no. <laughs> if you're the man, like you know, to take your breakup analogy to a step further, right? Sacking a manager and then paying seven million dollars is like a bird breaking up with you, but still agreeing to give you a hand job every week. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's there's no bad, there's no downside from it from his perspective. He's yeah, got yeah, seven yeah. million pounds. No, but I'm talking about from the fans' perspective because there's so much. There's the so fans much, are all ecstatic. No, there's been so much confused eulogies that are going on out there. Right? I've seen the amount of people who have been destroying him for his press oh, conferences, no, yeah, no, yeah. For, for everything, it's right? It's and 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 now it's like. Uh, all the best, Ben. But it goes to show the wonderful all man. All the best. I was telling your daughter what yeah. a fucking pedophile you were yesterday. Yeah. But all the best to him. Yeah, like you know, like this is the, the the madness of it, and that's that's what I'm saying to you. When you do bring it back to a real war perspective, yeah. it's the same emotions that are dragged up. That's mm. why people are confused. But then when you throw in a, a big name manager. Like it, it, you know, it's it's like you've gone out your first night in the nightclub and you oh, here you we go. go on, you pull the suit. You're Ian Holloway. It's not two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and you've just left them over there and you pull the supermodel over in the corner. Like, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like, whoa! Yeah. This is the right decision. Yeah. So you know, but that, that's genuinely what, what, what that, that that's the only way I could equate to what's gone on because even with myself, it's like all of a sudden I want to read about the club again. I want to read the stories that are there. It's yeah. not about. But if we sacked him on. and then gone and appointed Gary Monk. Right, it would be a. Much we were stuck with Holloway at two o'clock. Do you know what I mean? It would be a, it would be a much different <laughs> conversation. <laughs> it's a two-step thing. Like sack, like sacking a manager is one thing, but then it's about well, who you're going to get. And mm. if it is Klopp, then I agree that that works. But I think a lot of fans, a lot of fans just wanted him gone. But I think most fans were like, we want him gone, but we want. An upgrade. We want someone, you know, legitimately better than him. Mm. So if they hadn't done that, I think even if they got the ball, who you and I have talked about, I thought would have been an excellent yep. appointment. Um, but it, we wouldn't have this feeling. The fan base would not be united on this. They no. would think that mm. FSG have shown no ambition and have bottled it and gone and got someone who won, okay, four league titles. But yeah. <laughs> it's in the Dutch league. Yeah, but didn't McLaren win McLaren 127 won, Dutch yeah, league titles like, there? Yeah. We've landed on our feet big still with the managers that are available. Though. Yeah, like, we I think we're having an easier time of picking a top class manager than United did when they won the league. Yeah, and, <laughs> and they were kind of like, well, our options are Mourinho or David Moyes. <laughs> and, then, and they picked Moyes. <laughs> but, like, we, we're picking between Ancelotti, Klopp, and De Boer. Like, that's ridiculous for a club that's know, like. Really we're 10th absolute... in the Premier League yeah, and not in the Champions League. We've been trash yeah. for a year. Yeah. I kind of think we suit Klopp as well do you know what I mean like yeah. I think it, as much as yeah it's amazing to have these two sort of names on you know on the table I think we are everything that Klopp would want in a club mm. which stooped in history mm. um, you know you know, imagine being the manager that could finally win us the league imagine how he would be seen um, you know not only in the city of Liverpool but in world football it's a, it's a massive job mm. but everything is tailor made for him in that he can come in he can rejuvenate a squad um, you know the fans will adore him uh, they will automatically be united and it gives him a massive opportunity to sort of ruffle the feathers of the top four, mm. the elite, the clubs with all the yeah, money. Yeah, he's no and idiot he either. That. He turned the job down after Kenny. I mean, you should remember. So like, he's no idiot. He's obviously recognised that the squad is better. Mm. So, you know, I was debating with people today saying that Rodgers has left a better squad than he inherited. The fact that Klopp turned that job down and is taking this job, supposedly, will tell you that A, he recognises the squad is better. Plus, he knows the managers have given Rodgers £300 million over mm. the last four seasons to invest. So he's probably going... Fuck yeah, I'll give that a go. Like, you know? And uh, let's see, he's mates with Stefan Effenberg, apparently, and he said on German radio that Klopp told him he doesn't want, you know, a job like Man City where he's yeah. walking in and he's expected, oh, you just win a couple of titles and yeah. they fire you eventually. Yeah. He wants something where he goes in, puts a stamp on it, and stays. Well, for it's a few interesting years. what you were saying, right, about where, how we're lucky uh, at who's available. Because imagine Mourinho carries on having his meltdown, right? Mm -hmm. And they sack Mourinho in three months. Who are Chelsea going to appoint? Ancelotti maybe, right? Yeah, they're, I think they're just recycling managers at this stage. They have to, mm. oh, who, but who are they going to get? Who's going to take that job? So, I, mm. I mean, I think that pushed FSG a little bit as well to go Paco. get... Uh, yeah. Well, Brendan Rodgers. Mm. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I've seen him in the tracksuit already. <laughs> yeah, but the thing about it, the thing he seems to offer, I think Neil Poole was saying the club would look fucking good on a flag, which I liked. But, you know, the, the, th the, thing, the thing he offers, I think it goes back to what you were saying, Jay. Like, he's a bit of a mentalist. He's and, and that's what I've missed since Suarez left. It's all been pretty fucking safe and just a bit of madness. I think people could embrace that, even if the results weren't going the right way. We all felt more of a gang, you know, more of a club. Well, I think that's where Rogers, like, I've said this before, I think last time I was on, 
I think he would have won a lot more credit amongst the fan base if he'd have gone balls out. We've said this, you know, time and time again. Yeah. And if if you'd have come up short, then we'll you can go with your head held high. We went out, you know, with a bang and he tried. Yeah. Um, I think Klopp's going to come in and he literally does not give a shit. Like mm. he will take these big clubs head on. He won't be bullied. He'll say the right things in press conferences. He'll have the press wrapped around his little finger. Mm. You know, the guy oozes charisma, genuine charisma, not the type of David Brent stuff that Rodgers can try and force out sometimes. And I think that's what we need. He's, he needs to rally the troops. He needs to get the fan base behind him. And we have all, everything in place now to challenge for that top four. I don't think the league is of a great standard this year. Um, we've not been great and we're only as a three points off fourth place, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, six off the title, off the top, aren't we? You know, we have every opportunity to turn this around um, and, I, and I genuinely think it couldn't be a more tailor-made fit to, to, to hopefully do Well, that. we have no we have no rock stars in the team. Suarez is gone, Gerrard's gone, Sterling, who was the next big thing, he's gone. So we've got no superstars in the team. They're trying to turn Coutinho into one, they're trying to turn Sturridge into one. So hire a superstar as a manager, and that that gives you a brings risk. the attractive exactly gives you something the players. There, you know, the biggest thing has been that Roger's name outside of England Doesn't is unknown. No, mm. he's unknown, and we don't have a director of football whose name carries either. So yeah. it's like suddenly you've got Jurgen Klopp, and everyone knows what he's about, and everyone will go, yeah, I wouldn't mind, wouldn't mind giving that a go. Actually, I still don't think we'll be able to 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 go out and attract the top top talents. I think you know, realist as, as much as it pains me to say this. Um, we have to shop in a different market at the minute. We haven't got the finances to go out and buy, you know, your top players. We haven't got regular Champions League football. So I do think we have to box clever a little bit yeah. in how we sort of attract players. Um, but I do think the sway that Klopp will bring for those ones that are a little bit reluctant to move up north, because I do think the London factor is another thing as well, um, he will be the killer sway. It won't be a case of getting Gerrard to sort of ring and say to players yeah, do, you, do you fancy a bit of Liverpool yeah. you should come up here if Jürgen Klopp rings you and speaks to you and says do you want to come and buy into my project it'd take a brave play, a player to say well no. the good thing about Jürgen Klopp is I'm sorry we're going completely on is that I don't think he's the type of manager that's going to want to go and buy those types of players anyway mm-hmm. he built his Dortmund side all by recruiting lesser known players who could grow into that which is exactly what FSG want to do they don't want okay they wanted Alexis Sanchez but they don't want to go and buy that level. Well, they can't. I know, I know we're going to talk about it later. So, all I'd say, and we will get into it later on, is that Klopp won't be signing any players. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He won't be signing any players. Okay. Right. Because he won't be the manager. Because Gary Monk's just been announced. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Monk. Gary Monk. Gary Monk. Uh, you good to go? Yep. Okay. Look. Well, let's review the derby in the in the in the most sort of. Um, Roundabout way fashion, in, 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 tying in a little bit of discussion about Brendan, it struck me as a, as the game was ending that it was kind of like a, a microcosm of his time. Um, the defense was crazy, the attack looked to have potential, and it was ultimately slightly flat and disappointing at the end of the day, um, which I think might sum up an awful lot of people's thoughts about Brendan's time. Nice bit of reading there, well done. I didn't actually read any of that. I know, I'm just saying. But cheers. The words were um, in your eyes. Uh, <laughs> anyway, what, 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 I, what I do want to do is talk about that idea about how things, lessons, didn't seem to be learned over the ho- course of, of the time there. And the fact that the defence never improved at any point. You know, it's gas because I looked at the, when I was looking at the derby match, I actually thought, you know, that defensively we weren't as bad as we have been in other games. I know that sounds mad, but I actually didn't. I thought there was there was at least there was a bit of a structure, and players seemed to be getting familiar with each other on, on, in terms of the roles they're playing. But Until the inevitable again, happened. again there was fatal flaws yeah. in that. You know, everyone goes on about the individual mistakes, and it's individual mistakes that, that that have killed us. But like, how can you have individual mistakes all the time? You also, know I mean? is it individual mistakes when there are two or three of them in a row? That's just a team I know, mistake. I know, you know, I, I, you know and but I also I've, I've always been curious at how we seem to be able to magnetically wallop a clearance into one of our own players with so much spin that the ball tends to drop to the first available centre forward off the mm-hmm. other team because it's, 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 it's an uncanny ability yeah. like how many goals have we seen Chan's this season? making a good habit oh, he? He, he put a peach of a ball onto Gusted's foot you know it was kind of back over his head across yeah. the box right onto Gusted's toe I think he's trying to injure Skirtle <laughs> I think that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to—he's he, actually trying to clear the ball into Skirtle's face to break his nose, <laughs> so the Skirtle goes off the field. That's my new theory on that because he always kicks it at Skirtle. Yeah. 
And I, he's too good a footballer <laughs> to be missing by that much, is my theory. They so, need to get that steward lookalike in Anfield, right? And move him as far away from the goal as possible. Yeah. And just have him waving his hands as soon as the ball's <laughs> come near Chan on a clearance. You know what, no, 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 no. Look, it's him over there. Boom. Yeah. Do you know what it was about that game? You knew as soon as we took the lead, and there was, I think there was about 10 minutes to see out at that the end. It, yeah. You know, that's when your leaders, that's when your experience comes in. I had this feeling if we can make this to half time, that's mm. a huge, you know, that's a huge psychological advantage going mm. into the second half. Yep. Um, again, we lack leaders, we lack experience, a little bit of now to see the game out. You just had the inevitable feeling that they were going to get one before half time. Mm. You could see that it was something was building. Um, and I think that sort of ties into when we talk about buying potential and we've got this model of buying younger players. They're always likely to to make a mistake or look towards somebody to get them through those th- those moments. Like a Terry has done at Chelsea, he sort of guides younger players through the game. We still, you know, with Henderson missing as well, who has has been a huge loss in terms of some sort of leadership. We don't have that leader that just seems to put his arm on lads and say, "Right, let's do the right things for ten minutes to get us through to half time, and then we regroup." Um, are, you, are, um, are we deluded though as a group of fans yes. in that? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I look at. Mama Sacco, I think, right? That guy's a leader. I look at, look, they're, they're experienced. They're experienced. You've read out the names now. <laughs> I don't even buy the leader argument. No, and that's, that's, because what, what I think is, it's just, I think and it'll be interesting when Klopp comes in, when all of a sudden, if, if these players then start to stand up and, being, and be counted, because these players have been leaders at other clubs. They're leaders at an, at an international level when they go off and play for their teams. Like does it, 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 there's, there's, a, there's a lot of captains of international teams that have been through the Liverpool side under Brendan Rodgers. Do you think it's the weight of the shirt then? Do you think it's some... No, because they got the new design off New Balance and it's been <laughs> incredibly... No, 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 I, I don't just not piss around. It's Martin Skirtle, Simon Minnelli and Lucas. That's the spine of our team. You want to know why we're shit? That's it. It's right there. No, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. Like I looked at the midfield and, and Jay's point about that we've bought loads of young players with loads of potential, right? But we always seem to have bad players in the p- positions... Or sorry, not bad. Yeah, bad players in the positions that you need good players in. Like when I looked at that midfield, the one thing that I thought was awful on on Sunday was our midfield. Like this, this constant. I actually thought when Alan came on, he didn't do much, but he had more energy in there than Lucas had for the ninety for for the amount of time he was on the pitch. Mm. I just I, I I don't get it. Like especially when you're going up against you know people's laugh and slag about Gareth Barry, but they've got two other good midfielders in there that that can run and run and run and Barkley had the freedom of the, of of the fucking city to run around the space he wanted to run around in for Everton because Lucas just wasn't able to get a grip with him you know what i mean and it, it ended up that our defense gets constantly like we're talking about the mistakes but the defense constantly gets overloaded and i'm i'm not clamoring for a dm what i'm clamoring for is a mobile midfield yeah. and since we've lost henderson milner has retreated a bit because i don't because again it's this idea that you've got legs, you've loads of legs on the pitch. <laughs> Obviously, you've loads of legs, but like you've got loads of mobile midfielders who are able to get around and cover each other. And when we haven't got that, well, all of a sudden we're leaving gaps. Well, we've we replaced Steven Gerrard with Lucas. Mm. It's fucking mental. Mm. We've re- we've replaced a guy who can't run with a younger guy who can't run. <laughs> like that, who can't pass? At least Gerrard could pass, and he had a goal in him every now and again. But, like, it's just mental that here we are, you know, and the manager's fighting for his life, and he's got Lucas in front of Skirtle. I mean, and we we just, we're appalling. A a midfield containing James Milner and Lucas Leiva are only going to be able to do certain things, and to Mm. be able to become creative and progressive in how they play, they're never going to be able to do that. Um, So I think in that game, we got what they're going to give you. You know, they're going to... They're going to keep it short, you know. They're going to they're going to challenge. They're going to compete. But what was really lacking there is somebody that puts the foot on the ball and can start attacks, mm. can find a pass, can play a pass that cuts out a line, you know, through the lines of Everton, you know, into a striker's feet. There was very very there looked so many big gaps between our midfield. Yeah. Phil couldn't get into the game. Who's meant to be that link between you know the the, the two lads and, and the forwards. So really, we were playing kind of fifty yard football. It felt like because nobody wanted to. But take that's charge Lucas. That's because. <laughs> The manager said to, to Miller and Coutinho, right, you guys play as attacking midfielders because Lucas is playing, right? So he's playing a one and a two. So because Lucas can't do the job, Miller is having to drop back and do the central midfield stuff. So Coutinho's got two men on him mm. because Miller is having to come back and cover for Lucas. Mm. So 
the issue, and Lucas is having to play so deep because Skirtle keeps dropping the back line back five yards. So it's Lucas and Skirtle. And until we get rid of that, sorry, to, you know, to go on a rant. But James Milner's getting pelters off everyone, but he's playing as an attacking midfielder, but he's having to do the job of a central midfielder. And when you take him out of there, Coutinho's left all on his own. We know Sturridge doesn't track and press. So you essentially have Coutinho and Danny Ings playing against five players. That's why they can't well, get the ball. One of my big worries in this summer was the lack of specialists that we have in midfield. Yeah. Like it's, it's difficult to pick a midfield out of our players. That's like You, you couldn't pick one that's really going to protect the defence. No. And you can't pick one that's going to pass a team off the park. And you're sure as shit you're not going to get one that's going to do both at the same time. Yeah. And that that's the that's one of the big problems that keeps coming back to bite us. Like there was there was nothing in front of the defense really. There was no there was no player going to set any tempo into our play. I, 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 there was I, there was there was nothing really. It's, it's I, think it's, I think it's I think it's Gaspar that when when you, when you when we look back at those seven games. Sorry, when we look back at the f- the four games where we've gone to three at the back, right? Mm. We're going to turn around and say that our best creative midfielder was the fellow playing at right centre back. Because nearly every time that we did anything through midfield, it was because Chan stepped in and went on, you know, pushed himself right up 50, yeah, 60 yards. To force the issue. To yeah, force the issue. Yeah, because yeah. neither of the midfielders, once, the, once, once Henderson's got injured, has been able to do that job. Going back to Jay's point. Yeah. But, like, you know, we could focus on that. At, I thought for the first 20 minutes, we played some really good football. Mm. I thought we, you know, we, we created stuff, we got at them. And, you know, the, the goal itself is hilarious because it's Tim Howard all over. Like, Three yards, <laughs> three yards, right out from goal, and he's looking at his defenders and giving out stink to them. When that's a lovely ball dropping, like Ings doesn't even Ings. It isn't like Ings has done a towering header and he's up miles uh, in the air and he's, no, he's seven and a half yards he's out. On he's, way down, bullet, he it, yeah. he's on his way down. Like Howard could have just stepped out and caught the ball oh, without having to jump. And he's looking around. And if I was an Everton fan, <clears throat> every time we get a corner, I'd be shitting myself because I know. Howard is never ever going to come oh, off his line. Yeah, he's absolutely terrible. But why are we playing three at the back with, against Lukaku? I don't know. On his own. Why aren't we pushing Emery Khan into midfield then? I mean, why isn't he doing that? Why isn't fucking Skirtle doing that? Why isn't Lucas doing that? Does everything have to come from the manager on the bench that it has to be this rigid tactical plan? But it's just fucking. But I, I, I thought with it again, all Everton did was they put Lukaku and Skirtle. And he absolutely battered him. Yeah. He battered him. He, he won nearly everything that was going on. And it's gas because the, the two lads with the biggest amount of fight that we saw on the pitch were, was Chan and Sacco. Like people were saying, like, where's the heart and passion going to come from? Those boys yeah, were. And Ings as well. Yeah, and Ings. Yeah, and that, Ings you know, to be fair, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just in terms of dealing with those, like, they were the ones who really had the bit between their teeth. 22 and 20. Yeah. Those two players. Yeah. Is it 22 and 20? Or 23 and 20, wherever the fuck they are. Yeah. The two and, junior members of that defence. And Mignolet, I, I, I know he, get, he, he had a few raspers over his near post goals that he's been conceding lately, but. I thought Mignolet had his best game in a long, long time for us. The key yeah. times in the game he was actually... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he makes two great saves. I think that glosses over a lot of stuff, to be honest with you. Well, that's Mignolet, yeah. in a nutshell. His kicking was terrible. He is a tremendous... Well, he's, uh, he's, he is the worst kicker of a ball I I've just, seen in professional I mean, I've football. I've just never seen it. For a fellow okay. who, who trains whatever amount of days, nearly the whole week long, mm-hmm. right? his technique is horrific. He, he hits loopy kicks. Like, I mean, it, it actually gets me angry, right? I'm looking at it going, just drive your foot through. Yeah. Just drive your foot through. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, like, you just drive your foot through. You, the first thing you teach a 14, 15 year old goalkeeper yeah. is how to drive your foot through a ball to get distance on it. You know what I mean? You Even work constantly on distance and different techniques. They're always you. scoops or dinks. It's a or, scoop. Yeah. Do you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me a little bit of David James in that the basics he seems to get wrong, but then he makes saves that you Wonder can't saves, teach. Like yeah. that save yeah. from, who was it? The nice 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 that was absolutely Incredible. behind him. It was unbelievable. Incredible but then he lets himself down with, the, as you said, basics, which is distribution. Like, and the long shot as well. Who was that from? I can't remember. But the, that was another excellent But then, was a but then a, there's a ball Beautiful coming in the box. A skirtle standing there going, come and get it. Come and get oh, it. Jesus, come and get yeah. it. <laughs> a minute it doesn't move. So eventually they, uh, Skirtle puts it out for a corner. A Skirtle never shouts and screams. And he fucking tears Minile a new one, going, come and get the fucking ball. Like, yeah. you know? So Minile made two great saves and that's uh, ground. You know, the gas thing is for years we've had issues with fullbacks. And I think Moreno and Cloyne are. are Moreno's been excellent since he came back. I think Moreno was excellent at the I weekend. I, I, I genuinely do. He, he barely put a foot wrong. It's been good since he came back. He, yeah, he, you really know, yeah. the amount of recovery tackles he made as well when he'd no They were very harsh on him over the goal, saying yeah. that he should have closed that. I, that was soon as against him. That was soon as he had the goal, yeah. I, think, yeah. Yeah. I didn't think that. I mean, you've got three centre halves. Like, I mean, they've got three centre backs. The... If, if Chan, first of all, if Chan puts that into Rose head, the goal doesn't happen. Yeah. Right? In the meantime, 
he hits Skittles and literally falls but, over. But Skittles ahead of Lukaku, Sacco's behind him. Yeah. One of them has to react mm. quicker than Lukaku takes two touches. I oh, know, yeah. He does, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like fucking hell. Like, I think Moreno should have got to his feet quicker. He should have blocked the cross. But, you know, you're splitting hairs here. And I think with sometimes, again, when you have young players, they do slightly make mistakes. They're prone to making mistakes. Mm. You know, it's, it's something that can be quickly corrected. And I don't think it's something that needs to kind of be over. But, but, but I also think modern it. coaches. Don't mind crosses coming into the box, but this is my they'd point. rather they'd rather a cross come into the box and them get beat on the inside. So they say, don't dive in to try and block the cross because you don't want it to, him to nip it past you and get to twenty yards <coughs> of space. But do you know what the gas thing is? You know the the things that would impress us about our fullbacks, Moreno, Klein, even Mankio when he was there, right? Was the fact that they got out and closed down crosses and stopped crosses coming to the back box, and that's a coaching thing because all of a sudden those players have stopped doing that yeah, and they're yeah. allowing crosses to come in. Exactly. So that's that's not that's not a, a conscious decision by the player. He's been coached we, to let when, the cross when every every time we talked about when they signed was well, I like that because he's quick. He gets out and he blocks crosses. And we talked about the stats about this fella gets out and he presses and he and he, st- he doesn't allow any crosses to come into the box. X amount, the only amount X amount of crosses to come in. And all of a sudden, it's gone from game one to game seven, and lads are freely available to get crosses into the box. We're doing it the Glenn Johnson way. Well, just let them in. T- you know, tells you, like, yeah. yeah. Well, look. If, if so, Glenn Johnson wasn't that bad. For, yeah. <laughs> 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 Dozens of pods cancelled out. <laughs> Back catalog burn. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Um, well, look, uh, we're looking. It's looking like uh, people aren't saying we don't. We have to rip everything up and start from scratch. Then, in terms of of personnel or even the formation. But what about the front two? of the two Dannys. Is that something that could really work for us, do you think? I mean, they had an interesting scrap between themselves at one stage and then Ings puts the goal in within a couple of minutes. For, for me, the one thing is that Sturridge thrives when he has a pacey striker alongside him. I think that's what that's become very clear and obvious since he's been at the club. Pacey industrious striker. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, and like Ings is, you know, cow type Aldridge type who works his arse off he hasn't got the quality of, of, of a Suarez and, and, and let's be honest about it nobody does right um, but he does have the work rate that's akin to him just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and even when he was taken I couldn't understand why he was taken right. and, and, and I know he, they, they said he had a knock so that, that's if that, that was the reason for it fair enough it was, if it was actually a tactical decision you know that was crazy because he was the one that was working his bollocks off up there listen you know, there is a very good... I, I'll stand over it. I still think it's the best squad we've had since 08-09. Yep. And, you know, a, a good manager in there is going to make a huge, huge difference because he has an awful lot of really fine tools to do yeah. the job properly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you remember think, when, yeah. with the squad when Brendan took over, I thought, like, I looked at that and I was like, where do you start in terms yeah. of getting rid of players? Like, we've talked in the pod about, you know, not buying squad players, just buy better players and use the, the ones that you used to have as a squad player. Mm. But you couldn't do it. Nobody wants Downing or Carroll or fucking Chatham at the club. Like, yeah. Nobody wants that. So I was looking at that going, Jesus Christ. Whereas this squad, I'm not, I'm not completely happy with, but you're just kind of thinking, oh, a few additions here. And like we're motoring on here, so we're, like it's it's not a complete kind of fucking rework, you know. You're not ripping everything. Well, I was going through my timeline. I don't know whether it was Saturday or Sunday after match. I can't remember, but I was going through the timeline, and it was like um, somebody was like, "Oh, great article there, Charlie Adam, whatever." Right? And so <laughs> he'd written some type of article. I don't know what it was, right? But mm. <laughs> the next one had fifteen best takeaways and all. <laughs> <laughs> I was almost going to quote him in a retweet of that one. I was like, yeah, great article there. <laughs> I mean, Rogers, Rogers, when he took over, had Andy Carroll, Charlie Adam, Stuart Downing, Joe Cole, mm. um, a broken Daniel Aga, a, a, a fat Pepe Reina, um, Aqualani was still on the books. Shelby was still there. Mm. Uh, Jay Spearing was getting Jay Spearing was getting Jay Spearing played in the Joe FA Cup final. Joe Cole, I said. Mm. So we have no one that level of shitness. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Lucas. Even well, Lovren, Lucas, maybe. So credit where it's and, really and we have and our best player when uh, Rogers came was Suarez. And, and he still is. <laughs> <laughs> but Sturridge is at that level if we can keep him fit. Mm. Um you know, and I, th- I I agree. I, I mean, I, I agree with Phil. The squad is, I mean, we haven't even seen what Firmino can do yet. The fucking apocalypse is, is, is definitely when, when me and Dave Thomas are agreeing on, on lows. There's, something, there's, wrong. there's yeah. something wrong. I disagree on the Ings thing, though. I think that shut uh, up, Sturridge. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sturridge would be better with Ben Tech. 
Because I don't mm. think Ings occupies defenders. I think I think defenders know that Ings will harry them, but if he's got the ball, he can't hurt them. And you know that he's just not dragging defenders in. I I, I do think the Enrique equation is going to be very interesting when uh, Klopp takes over. Oh, that's going to be so much fun because he could like he could gets, love Enrique. He could love Enrique. Like Klopp's mad. Right. Yeah. So straight away he's going to see hoverboards <laughs> and fucking <laughs> selfies. Well, that's why Moreno's gone all mad now. Yeah. When <laughs> no, walking his dog on the hoverboard. Yeah. Like that was Moreno knew before. He knew. <laughs> he had the fucking puffer jacket on and on. All he saw was the baseball cap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, look, we seem to be finishing on a slightly up note. So, do you want anyone to give me their their best Brendan memories to finish off this absolutely horrible review of a match that we just did there? Mm, yeah. <laughs> My best, uh, the best memory I have is I remember when Spurs came to Anfield towards the kind of the last third of the 13-14 season. Yeah. And I was, I was going out, with, I, think, I think they came on Mother's Day or something like that. Mm. And I had to go out and, you know, to a restaurant to have dinner and I was going to miss most of the match. And I wasn't even worried. I was like, we are going to fucking destroy them. Yeah. And like Spurs, like Spurs aren't a great team, but they're not the sort of team you kind of think, oh, like they're a kind of yeah, team yeah. you think they might take points off us. I wasn't even like remotely worried. I was like, they're going to rock up at Anfield and we're going to fucking tear them in your So I mean, I think we won 4-0 or something like yeah. that. And it could have been more. Like that that was my favourite memory, just like I I can't remember ever thinking that. Confidence. Yeah, I, I can't remember ever ever having that as a Liverpool fan. Yeah. Even under Rafa, like you, you were always kinda of thinking like there's a nil all around the corner yeah, under yeah. Rafa. I I never had that confidence before of just going, Fuck you, we are gonna destroy you. Yeah, I think when mine, you come to Anfield. I think mine would be the five one. There's the first half of the five one versus Arsenal. Yeah. That was the most unbelievable football. I think it got to the stage, me and me and my brother were watching the game and it got to the stage we were actually laughing when the goals went in because we couldn't believe what we were yeah. seeing, do you know what I mean? And there were great goals and it was just relentless and mm. I literally couldn't believe and what we And they kept seeing. showing the scoreboard. It was so good. And you've seen that, that Arsenal fan that's always there with his big long beard and you see he was like <laughs> reassessing his life you know and <laughs> Arsenal tattoos on his face and everything you're thinking of. <laughs> I was on my way into town for the early part of that match and I, I missed like all the goals and you know, I was trying to keep updated on Twitter but <laughs> the problem with doing that is that you know no one on Twitter says yes, it's three it's all just yes and there's no description I'm kind of like and I, was, I, was walking along with my mate. I was walking along with my mate like who supports United and I was like oh Skirtle scored already he's like really I was like yeah and then you know as I was looking at Twitter I was like I can't. I can't go. I think have we scored again here, and he's like, really? And it's like, it, it looks like like there was a little gap, but now everybody's celebrating again. I think, and I was kind of like, geez, I don't know what scores. We walked in, it was four 0 I was like, fuck off, really? Like because I was half an hour late to the like, It's four 0 yeah. It was ridiculous. I, uh, I got. It's hard to pick one. I mean, that whole you you said it earlier. That whole six months or whatever when we were, but I suppose Coutinho's goal against Man City when we won 3-2 that was mm. the moment I, I honestly we thought would have won the league mm. we're yeah. going to win the league now because we were up against it at that point the whole oh, yeah. they'd come was back it was two all I was pretty deflated and it's such a great goal I mean it comes out of nothing mm. like you never see company missing that kick and then Coutinho curls it in and it's just like that's probably my favourite moment under Brendan Rodgers I was so convinced after that we were going to win the league so convinced yeah Phil um, remember when he was on the plane and he's been interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Oh, this is the wandering eyes mode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's be honest about it. Like, My man. There's, there's no man in the world who hasn't. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's like, I was like, oh, that's a fair play. Like, but that's the perfect way to end the day trippers review on, on Brendan Rogers. Cheers, Brandon. Thanks for this is Ronnie Whelan here and you're listening to Tripper Chats unbelievable stuff you ask me anything about Liverpool FC I will answer that immediately I'm an encyclopedia as you know I played for Liverpool in the 1980s won many trophies played with the likes of Kenny Daglish Graeme Sunez oh, what, what a team we were we were just unbelievable anyway Tripper Chats <laughs> alright come on if you does want, want to send to us like, some Jesus of those odd books I don't <laughs> <laughs> I have nowhere to go I have nowhere I'm to go I'm going to go home Trev I'm going to go and wait for 20 minutes in there <laughs> so Phil fucks off I'll come back in here and go to sleep <laughs> right okay Dave's in a hurry so let's get this done poor Dave let's I always have feeding you always get fucking pissed off you do yeah right okay it's the wonderfully named G Moo 
and he's wondering uh, if Rogers. How would you see Rogers' management as a chocolate bar? What chocolate bar would it be? And he suggested Toblerone, exciting and nutty at the first, and then in the end it goes on a bit too long and you get sick of it, which is pretty bloody wonderful. Any other suggestions for Rogers' management as a chocolate bar? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. can, can, can I point out to the listener? Uh, that we did say this at the start <laughs> and I said the only reason I'll do it is if you've got some suggestions and you're sitting here corpsing <laughs> corpsing <laughs> like a gang of motherfuckers no no he said they had any suggestions <laughs> we even said he took the fucking best one the <laughs> I think a Toblerone because <laughs> <laughs> it's pointy and then it's nutty but it goes on a bit it's like one of the big Toblerones so. uh, Paul uh, JJ wants to know has Klopp lost the fans? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've watched a few videos of him and he's eccentric, so people will love that at the start. But I guarantee you, in two years' time, be, who do you think he is running up and down the tunnel the fucking nonsense? Look at his, his teeth done as well. He has the brick and his glasses. That's yeah. what. That's what he's he's in his glasses. Yeah. <laughs> two or three years. That's what he'll be getting. Exactly what a, what they love him for at the start. They'll absolutely despise him. For yeah, the, fir- the first home draw. To a team that we should be beating. He's gone. Yeah, the baseball yeah, hat's going. The baseball hat's going to quickly become a target for abuse. Fucking twat with a baseball cap. Well, yeah, it's not yeah. even sunny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Liverpool. What's the matter with you? Who do you think he is? Tony Pulis. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he was very good. The German Pulis. That's who he's going to be. <laughs> I thought he was very good on his hair. I had a quote here somewhere. I can't remember. But basically, he has a hair, he's had a hair transplant and he's remarkably cool about it. Yeah. Someone says, "Yeah, what's the story?" You know, I'm trying to rattle him a bit. And he says, yeah, well, I think it just looks very cool. Do you know, like, basically. It's just tremendous. you got to admire that. Okay, next one up is from... He can get Scorpy. I hope so. There's been, I there's been, hope so. There's been interviews, like, in the German press where he went fucking hell for letter of people mm. over questions that he was asked that good. he wasn't happy about. Well, good, that's what yeah, we I want. Like the matter, the better. I liked, remember the way he was swearing after the Champions League final in his press conference and all. I hope he keeps the swearing he up. He swears mm. all the time. Yeah. He'd be yeah. a fucking ideal guest for in here. <laughs> <laughs> Get him on. Everything was great. The fans he listens. <laughs> He's a big listener. Yeah. So when, he was, when he was researching the history of the club, you know when he was on the, on the tour with Lambert and Enrique Listen, I tell you now you'd be better asking us than fucking Didi Hamann like you know what's it like uh, is there any ex-Liverpool player you haven't hammered tonight um, just think about that because I'm sure you can get a few more in before the trippers chat he's saving over. Julian Dukes for a special <laughs> next week my Kenny rant <laughs> Kenny you uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, right James Collar wants to know what's the best pick and mix suite Mm. Oh, white I, I chocolate out. milk bottle. What is it? Like a white milk bottle. Oh, I know what you're no, saying. Yeah. No, no, no. You, <laughs> you are miles off. The pick and mix, you don't go near chocolate, especially not white chocolate. That's not pick and mix food. That's, no, that's Shan. That's, <laughs> not, that's not pick and mix food. There's not food anywhere. Why do I get the sense you've always wanted to be asked this question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Pick and mix only, is a big it, part of his life. So it I'll has a... It has to be ninety percent jellies, the pick and mix stuff. No, no, not chocolate. That's that's that, like that's not real. Like well, what's your answer then? Jellies. What do you mean? But yeah, but, but what yeah, type of jellies? No, the, the jelly snakes, the, <laughs> the, cola, the cola bottles, fizzy and non-fizzy. Yeah, that's the sort of like joint cola bottles are ridiculously good. Yeah, no, I mean mm. the proper joint ones. You know those that like fold over your finger and it's like they're huge. Yeah, this, this, and then you suck the cola out of them. You do suck the cola out of them. Don't okay. You? Yeah. 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 I, oh, bonbons. It's solid. Lemon bonbons. What do you mean you suck the cola? I was going to say strawberry bonbons. Yeah, yeah bonbons, okay. I could get on board with bonbons. Not the sugar. Not the um, the jelly shit, though. Not the it's a big mix. fucking deviant. You're talking about the chocolate as if it's rat poison, but the jelly stuff chocolate that you can't even chocolate. describe, chocolate. that's all right. Like, I can't describe I named three separate sets of jellies and I can't describe them. There's also generic jellies that are in the thing. <laughs> Listen, no, jellies. if you want some chocolate, <laughs> if you want some chocolate, you go to a shop and buy, you buy some a fucking bar chocolate. or something. Yeah. Yes, you don't go to a pick and mix and go, oh, yo, I love... <laughs> <laughs> I love a load of chocolate beans. Even the pick and mix fellas shoving and going, Euro. Who fucking buys Euro? Those chocolate bars not good enough, you fucking deviant. You don't get a guy to put it in. Don't you make it yourself for pick and mix? I mean, it's been a long time since I've done it now, but like, don't you make it yourself? You don't get a guy to do it. Do they have a pick and mix guy? I'm just being a tosser. What kind of reprobate has a fucking pick and mix anyway? What's the question? 
There we go. James fucking caught that. There you go. What are you doing? <laughs> no one is safe tonight. Spend some money, have a dairy milk, go something with a bit of class, all right? Not a fucking picture mix. <laughs> a dairy milk. I told it on, I remember, Brendan. James, fetch me the last dairy milk. But if you've got, you know, you got a bit more, have a galaxy. But, like, you know, spend a bit of money. Pick you can mix. get munchies as, as pick and mix. That's like, an available chocolate and pick and mix. Well, well I'm really past. Really past munchies crisps. You know what munchies. You, you know the the chocolate munchies that you normally get in a big long. They're red. Oh and yeah, it says, yeah, yeah, it says yeah. munchies on the pack. Best sweets ever. But there's a big huge bowl of the munchies in I'll the pick and mix. I'll allow it. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good show. Well, a pull, that's chocolate though. Yeah, but yeah, but it's allowable chocolate. It's not just, <laughs> it's not a fucking white, white chocolate, chocolate bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, seems as you've got some controversial ideas, what's what's the worst food you've ever eaten? Nineteen oh nine wants to know that. So, legitimately, the worst food I've ever had was when I was in school, and they uh, they brought us Welsh delicacy, and there's a thing called lava bread, lava bread, which is seaweed. And they serve it with uh, cream cheese. So the lava and the bread is the is a disguise. It's to throw you off. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not they, lava they or bread. bread. Do you want this lava bread? Oh, that sounds oh, nice. Sounds Vol- <laughs> volcanic bread. Seaweed wankers. That's for your fucking milk chocolate. Pick and mix, you <laughs> pack of fuckers. They give it back. They give it to you, and it's like green seaweed with cream cheese. So that's legitimately the worst food. There's actually that. nothing you can arrive at. That's nothing. the worst thing I've ever. Heard. But like. I mean, no wonder we got conquered so easily if that's our food. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, we can't even be a man. Like, you know, we got all this uh, lava bread. And lava well, bed. I'd say you were the most contrary cunt kid on the planet. I'd say. <laughs> and when they first got you with the lava bread, oh, this Thomas was going to the lava bread. They served you up on a seaweed. I'd say they went to like, they probably took a picture, didn't they? Yeah. We got them. The little Look at this picture. <laughs> oh, like, they were all in the next room actually eating proper lava, lava bread. bread. <laughs> <laughs> Cameras on and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Diggsy wants to know, Phil, you're, you're our, our hipster beer uh, wanker on this question. What German beer should sponsor the club, do you reckon? And now are we getting drunker for the taste? Oh, it's sponsoring the club. <laughs> <laughs> sponsoring the club. Whatever you think suits. The Hofbrau Oktoberfest beer. Mm. Tasty and rocker fuel. There you go. It's hard to That'll bring the that. singer back to Anfield. We'll all be asleep for a bit of the game, but we'll bring the singer back in between the sleeping bits. Excellent. Uh, last one then is from Yari, who wants to know, would you prefer Joe Allen or a traffic cone? <laughs> <laughs> Seems harsh there, Jerry. Seems harsh. Get a pick and mix, man. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe Allen would get the white chocolate milk and the pick and mix loads of them. Can I have that, Brendan? <laughs> is he a vegan? I don't think he'd have chocolate, actually. He's vegan. Yeah, but that was one of that when he first came to Liverpool, he changed his diet and became a vegan, and that was one of the reasons he struggled with the physicality of the league for for a while. He lost a lot of weight apparently, yeah. and uh, became a vegan. So I think I don't think he'd eat white chocolate. He's had every mind. excuse under the sun because he also had a baby at the time, and everyone put it down that he wasn't sleeping right because he had a new baby, and he's made of crisps. And he was made of crisps. Yeah. That didn't help. I like his beard. player in the I like him with a beard. With a I think he looks like the I think he looks better. For, uh, it's, a, it's a depression beard. Yeah, yeah, it's a depression beard. Homeless yeah. Allen is better than normal Allen, to be fair. Homeless <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Allen. He does look incredibly like Hank Scorpio, though. He does look like <laughs> He Hank does Scorpio. look incredibly yeah. like Hank yeah. Scorpio. Yeah. Does he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I could see him with the flamethrower. I keep seeing that. He keep tweeting the Simpson picture of Hank Scorpio with the flamethrower. And that is Joe Allen. All we need to do is strap a flamethrower to his back and send him to He is Hank Scorpio. He wasn't injured at all. He was hollowing out his volcano and putting a laser in. Oh, he's a super villain. Yeah. Joe Allen. He's still better than Lucas. And, that. and a traffic Well, that's what they meant about the traffic on. Yeah. Lucas. Oh, Jesus. All right, that Anyway. <laughs> As usual, we want to finish off by mentioning astropark.ie, which is the website of our hosts, Astro Park, the wonderful people that allow us to be here doing our silliness every week. So if you want to play a bit of small-sided football, get yourselves down here and check out the website at astropark.ie. Your day trippers tonight were Phil Casey, Paul Brennan, Dave Thomas, Jay Holm, and myself, Trev Downey. Bis bald, meine Freunde. Of all this shit, that like, just people just you know, mad. all the people who, who love, like, oh, Markovic is going to be great and Balotelli is going to be great, and they were shit. So everybody goes, oh, fucking Lalana getting it. I love all that. I love, I love defending them against all that shit. Like, it's the extremes. I just can't handle the extremes. Yeah, they talk fun. about him like he's a real, like, they genuinely mm, yeah. can't understand that he has <laughs> any. Quotes from a few of the fucking. 
We've got a little looser Robert. since you've been away. Like you know, we kind of just yeah, yeah. You know, that's freestyle. That, you, know? you, like, you may have noticed it's like that the actors studio, we went into the fucking just... suit, man. That's why. That's why I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Ratings were never higher. Mm. According to the number of favourites we got. Yep. Oh yeah. Favourites. <laughs> favourites. <laughs> favourites. 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 So favourites. 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 Favourite says I, like I always love going on Twitter and just randomly favouriting tweets <laughs> absolutely no reason oh when someone favourites a tweet from like three months ago and you're yeah. like what the fuck you got a lot to get through there like even, even the most annoying stuff you know somebody having a conversation yeah grand I'll sort that out tomorrow favourite <laughs> freak them out like. yeah <laughs> right okay we'll get started better than the emoji thumbs up I hate that don't give me a don't give me you don't like a thumbs up I don't like a thumbs up. Yeah, you don't like, uh, do you not like a thumbs up on Twitter or just in general? Well, in general, it's fine. On Twitter, though, I'm going to send you a little. What's your top emoji? Oh, fuck off. I don't need them. <laughs> not that he guy. Does. Fucking fell like a you top. will. You will. They all do. Yeah, you'll, you'll break yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah. Top break emoji. Eventually. Oh, man. There's so many good ones. I know, yeah. Yeah. There really aren't. <laughs> <laughs> I never used the I fucking emoji until I t- talked to them. That's exactly it. I never used it. Yeah, everything now was the little teary yeah. face. I was like, so everything I say, I'll be granny died. Fuck's sake. That's exactly it. And like two smiley faces, uh, two teary smiley faces means it wasn't that funny. You've got to have like 16. 16. <laughs> yeah, that was a good laugh. That was a good That's laugh. That's how funny it was. It was at least, like if it's not at least five, you know, it's a sympathy emoji. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're, we're definitely not just a big bunch of teenage girls, but how? So, let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.